Hey guys, we are back, Dadbod Sports Pod, and today we are talking NBA basketball. Myself, Glenn, and Ant, you guys have anything you want to say before we get started? Let's go. No, I'm good. All right, well, let's get right into it. We're going to start with the Eastern Conference. Give us your, and, and do it in order, your top 10 teams. So one through eight, and then the two play in. Uh, Ant, if you want to take it. So for the one seed, I would say the Bucks. I think they have the best team. I think Drew Holiday is really underrated. Um I think Giannis is going to play like MVP Giannis, like he has been the last three or four years. Um, I think the Bucks are the best team. I think their bench is very good, too. I'm going to take them at number one. Uh, number two, see, this is where it gets tricky, but I'm going to go with the Heat because they were the best team last year in the East, I mean, regular season-wise, but I think them maintaining pretty much their whole core and just having more experience with Spolstra and stuff. I think they're also going to be very successful. Third seed, I think will be the Celtics. I think Tatum's going to have another great year. I do think they may regress though. They're not going to be, they have a lot of stuff going on with the front office, but yeah, I have them as the three at the four. I have the Cavs. I think the Mitchell acquisition was huge, and I think they were very good last year. Um, They kind of fell apart at the end, but I think they're going to be the four. At the five, I have the Sixers. I think they also made very good off-season acquisitions. This, This conference got a lot better, clearly, so it's not that they're five, that they're bad. It's that the conference is just simply so good. At the six, I'm going to go to the Nets. Again, another team where in a normal year, they're probably a higher seed. But if everything goes well with them, I have them at the six. The seven, I have the Hawks. I think Trey Young takes a step forward this year. Um, I think the DeJounte Murray move was big for them. And, yeah, I have them there. Was that seven or eight? Oh, seven. That was seven. All right, eight. I have the Bulls. They're another team where it's like, again, they probably should be higher up, but these teams are simply too good. I like their whole starting lineup. Their bench is a huge question mark, though, so I'm going to have them at eight. At nine, I'm going to have Glenn's Knicks. Okay, hear me out. I think think Jalen Brunson does very well, but... Again, it's a stacked conference, so they're at the nine. And then the 10 will be the Raptors, just because I think out of the remaining teams, they're probably the best as of right now. A lot of those teams are rebuilding. All right, Glenn, who do you got? And then, yeah, who's your uh, one? I'm going to, uh, like, I agree, I agreed with, I mean, obviously, a lot of what was said. Um, the Bucks number one, they're, they've been the most consistent team in the Eastern Conference for the last four or five years. Defense is still amazing. Giannis is an animal and probably the best player in the NBA right now. So I'm going to go Bucks one. I'm going to go Boston Celtics, too. I know there's a lot of drama going on with the Celtics, but the players are still there. The players are still, I feel like, in the regular season where it doesn't mean as much as it used to. 
they're still going to win a lot of games, even though the East has improved. They're just a very good team defensively, offensively. Uh, I will say, though, if this team falters a little bit, I would not be surprised if Jalen Brown gets traded like midseason. I would be zero shocked about that. But going based on them not doing that. Number three, I'm going to Miami Heat. Like Ant said, they were the number one seed last year. We cannot just say the number one seed is going to fall so far down. They're still a very good basketball team. Jimmy Butler's still one of the best players in the league. Uh, they play good on both sides of the ball as well, which, as you guys know, I am a fan of both defense and offense and defense number one. Uh, number four, I'm going to Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers, top to bottom, their depth chart, talent-wise, I don't think there's many teams that are much better. Uh, but we take the 76ers every single year, and every single year they're out, you know, the semis. or They just they always do it. So I'm not going to put them, like, at the two, which is where I originally wanted to, until they prove that they can, you know, do something. At number five, or number four, I'm at number four, right? You no, Philly five. four. Yeah. yeah. Number five, I'm going with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They took Donovan Mitchell. Well, no, it's not their fault. Uh, Ainge is a piece of garbage and just gave Cleveland uh, Donovan Mitchell instead of the New York Knicks because he's a piece of trash. And that was a great move for them. I do think they're going to start off a little bit slow because that backcourt is short and the defense is not good. So they're going to get they're going to score some points, but they're going to get cooked by a lot of teams. Uh, that are going to take advantage of that size mismatch. And they're going to start off slow. But I feel like, like you know, sometime around, like, December into January, they're going to just kick it into gear and be one of the best teams in the NBA after that. Uh, at number six, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, a lot of things, like Ann said, do have to go right for this team because they have three absolute head cases on their team. But these three head cases could all be you know, three of the top 10 players in the NBA if they're all right. So there's a lot that needs to go right with this team, but I'm just going to assume that in a regular season, like we said, that doesn't mean as much as it used to, that they'll win enough games to stay out of a play-in game. Um, at number seven, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls. I think there's still talent there. I know Alonzo Ball is hurt. I don't know if he's out for the year, but um, there's still talent there. Zach Levine's still a beast. Uh, DeMar DeRozan's still a beast. They've, they've got enough there to to make the seventh seed in the eight. At number eight, I'm going the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I agree with Ann. Deontay Murray's an absolutely amazing move. I wouldn't be shocked if the Hawks wind up by, as the five seed or something like that either. I'm only putting them eight by process of elimination because the East is much improved this year. And, you know, it's it's just it's hard to, to do this right now where you're just like, we're just guessing, obviously. So, yeah, four to I, eight range is going to be very close yeah. but you know again if the Hawks wind up as the four the five I wouldn't be shocked they're a very good team they've got a lot of depth uh they should be good I agreed with Ant the exact spot he put the Knicks but I'm going to change my mind and put the Raptors ahead of the Knicks because I think the Raptors are a little they've just been there longer playoff ready battle tested they're still a good team they've still got some good players uh Siakam's a beast Van Fleet's pretty good um they still got a nice little team so I'm going to put them nine and the Knicks ten. Again, all of this can, you know, change so freaking easily. This is just us guessing. The Washington Wizards have a couple of good pieces. Beal, Kristaps Porzingis. They've got some pieces. You know, the Pacers are decent. The Pistons, I, I expect them to take a step up this year. Uh, the Magic should probably are probably going to be the worst team in the East, but the Magic have some players as well. You know what I mean? Like, what, Green? and They've got some players. The, the Magic... They're over under this year was like 22 wins. I'm taking the over or 22 and a half. I'm taking the over on them. 
I don't think they're that bad. So I, you know, again, the East is good this year. It's going to be great because the West Western Conference dominated for so long, and I'm happy the East Eastern Conference is back. Scotty, what do you got? Yeah, so I'm going to go through mine kind of quick. Um, so I'm going to go with I got the Bucks number one. Also, I just think that they're the best team in the East, if not the NBA right now. Uh, number two, I'm going Boston. I think they're going to be fine this season. Not as good as last year, but they're going to be fine. Adding Brogdon is a pretty big piece to your bench. Number three, I'm going the Philadelphia 76ers. Tyrese Maxey is going to be nasty this year, and James Harden is not fat anymore. So that's nice, too. Number four, I'm going to go Miami. Just a good team all around. At number five, I'm going Brooklyn. At six, I'm going Cleveland. At seven, Atlanta. At eight, Toronto. Nine, Chicago. And number 10, I'm going to go the Wizards because Bradley Beal is my guy. But that's the East. So, Ant, go ahead and start us off with the West. All right, the West, this might come to a shock, but I think the Mavs are the one. I think Luka goes off this year. I think the loss of Brunson won't end up mattering at all because, again, most of it's on Luka. They didn't lose him. Uh, number two, I'm going to give the Hold three. on. I don't mean to interrupt you, but real fast. Me and Scotty 100% thought you were saying the Suns when you said as a shock. But uh, yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. But two, the Warriors, I feel like simply they're going to take a little bit of their foot off the gas in the regular season just because they know like they're really playing for a championship they're not trying to like risk anything in the regular season so that's the only reason like they're the the better team than the Mavs don't get me wrong but I feel like they're gonna take advantage of them being that good to where they can take their foot off the gas in the regular season Number three, I'm going the Suns. They are another team like the Celtics. They have a lot of shit going on in their organization. The team's getting sold, apparently. Um, I think Booker has an amazing year, though. So, yeah, I'm going to have them at the three. At the four, I'm going to put the Nuggets. Uh, I think Jokic does what Jokic does. And Murray comes back, and he's... he. He might look like he lost the step at first, but I feel like by the end, he'll be good. And I think it'll be good enough to make them the four. And the five, I'm going to go the T-Wolves. I think the Gobert acquisition, putting the Towns at the four where he can be more expanded to where it's not just the post, I think makes a difference. So I'm going to have them there. And then I'm going to have the Grizzlies who... I think John Morant might take a step back this year and Desmond Bain especially because I don't know what that was from him last year. I've never seen him play like that, but I'm going to have them drop off a little bit. And then the seven, I'm going to go the Clippers. I think if they're fully healthy, they can be much higher than that, but you can't just assume that from a bunch of dudes that miss like hundreds of games. At the eight, I'm going to go the Lakers. Uh, they're another team that's getting pretty hated on for no one knowing what they're going to look like. 
And I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. So I'll put them at the eight. And then this is where it gets tricky because I feel like those are really the only good teams. But I feel like the Pelicans, they're going to compete. So I'm going to have them as a nine. They're like a young team. that, And they're another team. It's depending on injury with Zion, of course. But I think out of the remaining teams, they have the biggest ceiling, I would say. And then I guess I have to go Trailblazers with the 10 because... Dame's the best player out. Like all these remaining teams, you have like the Jazz, the Spurs, the Thunder, the Kings, the Rockets. Like none of them have superstars, whereas Dame is the closest to one that there is left. So I'm going to put them at the 10. Yeah. Um, the the West is pretty much chalk. Um, we'll save some time here. Um, the Spurs made the playoffs last year. They will not. I'm replacing them with the Lakers. The Utah Jazz made the playoffs last year. They will not. I'm putting the Portland Trailblazers in. That is it. Um, the order is going to be, I'm going to say that, I'm going to go with the Suns still being number one, uh, getting Aiden back and, uh, you know, keeping Chris Paul and Booker and this team having a I mean, they were 64-18 and 18 last year. I'm not just going to write them off like they're going to, you know, I'm still going to put them on top. They'll probably lose a couple more games, obviously, but I still have them at the top. Uh, I do agree with the Mavs. Uh, I think Luka is destined to break the all-time points record if he continues at this pace, which, again, that's he's so young, so saying at this pace, that's 15 more years of him dropping like 30 a game. You know, That's very, very hard to say someone's going to have, but if someone can do it, this kid can just score in so many ways. I just wish he played freaking defense. I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets at three. Murray's back. Uh, the back-to-back MVP in Jokic is, is well, not back to It is back-to-back, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jokic is, he's just probably, I don't want to say this because we saw Shaq and we saw, you know, so many great centers, but he's probably the best center all around that we've ever seen in terms of passing and, and shooting and, and scoring under the basket and just dominating a game. Like, he can do it in any way, shape, or form. He's just it's, it's incredible what he can do. And then you've got – there's a bunch of other players on that team that uh, can shoot the three ball. I, they're a good team. Um, then we're going to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I love the Timberwolves. I love Anthony Edwards. I love Carl Anthony Towns. They gave up the whole world and ruined the NBA for Gobert. Uh, this is a very good team, and I'm, I'm putting them high because I feel like, like we all said, regular seasons are not what they used to be. So teams like the Timberwolves are going to play for the regular season and they're going to try to win freaking 50, 55 games because it matters to them because they're young and they're hungry. So that's why I'm putting them there. Then golden state warriors, the NBA champions, I'm dropping off a little bit, a little bit of an NBA championship hangover. A couple of guys are going to get days off. They're getting older, a little bit of drama with, you know, Jordan Poole and green, but I mean, that's not why they're going to, it's just like, you know, they'll start off a little bit slow. I feel Um, I'm getting, I'm going to go with the Clippers. I would put them higher like Ant said, but we just can't assume that guys that miss games every single year are all of a sudden going to be healthy. You just can't do it. So uh, we're just going to go with that. The Lakers, the Lakers are going to be much improved this year. Um, If Anthony Davis can just stay healthy, which apparently is, again, another huge question mark. But the Lakers and Russell Westbrook coming off the bench, I feel like he's going to be motivated and probably have one of his, not best years ever, but he's going to have 
one of the most fulfilling years in his career because he's going to try to prove everyone wrong. And when Westbrook is out there to do that, he usually does. Uh, the, and then the Pelicans. Uh, I think the Pelicans, if Zion is healthy, which again, another big if. There's so many ifs. We just we all just got to go based on ifs here. Um, they've got a really good team. Uh, a lot of young players with, like Ant said, a really high ceiling. So uh, they'll be my 10 seed. And then Portland, like we said. I'm just putting Portland in for the Spurs because Dame. That's literally it, Dame. Yeah, that's my reasoning too. <laughs> so my number one, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the Dallas Mavericks number one, just like Ant. That was kind of my thing, and then he said it. I didn't want to go with it, but I'm gonna stick with it. Dallas is gonna be number one. Luke is gonna have a, a big year. Uh, number two, I've got the Phoenix Suns. Number three, I've got the L.A. Clippers. I'm assuming they are going to be healthy and they are going to be really good. At the four, I've got Golden State. At the five, I've got Denver. At the six, I've got Minnesota. At the seven, Memphis. At the eight, the Lakers. At the nine, I've got the Kings. I like De'Aaron Fox, Keegan Murray, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, Davian Mitchell. I like the Kings. I think they're going to be there. And then I've got the Pelicans at the 10. So a little bit of differences, but the top I forgot is... to mention Mem- I forgot to mention uh, Memphis in mine, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I obviously have Memphis in the playoffs. I just didn't put them anywhere, but they'll, they'll make the playoffs for sure. Yeah. So what we'll do now, um, we'll just hop right over into it. We're going to go uh, award by award. Um, if you want, I'll say the award, give your pick. And then we'll go to the next one. We'll go one by one. Yep, sounds good. Uh, so yeah, um, so we'll start obviously with. Uh, actually, we'll start with um, the championship matchup and who's winning. And who do you got? So I have Suns winning in the West and winning the finals, and they will be playing the Bucks. It will be a rematch. I've got. Whew, I'm going the Cleveland Cavaliers making the NBA Finals. This is like just a random, uh, I want to, you know, make this pop. So I'm going to go the Cleveland Cavaliers against the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals. And I've got the Denver Nuggets winning in seven games in a great actual basketball series. You know, know for money reasons, the NBA will never make that happen. (laughs) I mean, I'm just, this is just like a screw it thing. You know, like I'm tired of picking the Nets, the Lakers. Let's make new teams here. So that's what we're going with. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Dallas Mavericks in the finals in six games. Uh, MVP, Ant, who you got? Devin Booker. Uh, I'm going to go James Harden. I think James Harden has a monster year. I told Sky this before. It wouldn't, would it shock anyone if he dropped 28, 10, and 10 in the season again? It wouldn't. So I'm going to go James Harden. I'm going with Luka this year. Uh, I'm heavy on Luka bandwagon now. Um, I think he's just he could be a 38-8 guy, and Dallas is going to be very good this year. So Luka's my MVP. Uh, defensive Player of the Year, Ant? Mikhail Bridges should have won last year, so... I think they're going to kind of feel bad and give it to him this year, no matter what, because he did deserve it last year. 
I'm going Giannis. How could you not? He's just he's a beast. He's a freak. He can get the defensive player of the year every single year. He's like a Scottie Pippen. Let me not let you know what I'm saying. Like where he can win the award every year, no one would bat an eye. So I'm gonna go with Giannis. I'm gonna go with Ben Simmons for the Nets. I think that he's going to be their anchor on defense, as we know he will be. But I think now that the whole process stuff is over, I think the NBA is going to allow him to win it instead of giving Rudy Gobert awards he didn't deserve. Ben Simmons. How about Rookie of the Year, Ant? Rookie of the Year. We were just talking about this. I'm going Benedict Matherin on the Pacers. I think he's going to get the most opportunity. It's between him and Jade and Ivy because... I think they're going to get the most opportunity to start with, but Matherin's my pick. He was tearing it up in preseason. I kind of alluded to this earlier. I'm going with uh, Benchero. Like I said, I think the Magic are going to be a lot better than people think. And it's not Jalen Brown. It's Jalen Suggs who's on the Magic. I messed that up. But, yeah, I'm going to go Benchero. I think he gets a ton of playing time proves himself, and I think he wins it. I'm going with Jaden Ivey. That's been my guy for a while now. Uh, him and Kate are going to be a nasty backcourt for a long time. So, Jaden Ivey. Um, next up, uh, sixth man of the year. I'm just going to go Christian Wood just because I feel he's the best player that we know for a fact going in as a sixth man. Um, we've seen the dude, like, on the Pistons, he was tearing it up. I know he it was because he was the best player, but still, like he was doing that against a bunch of NBA dudes. So I feel like he coming off the bench will provide a huge spark for the Mavs. Um, I'm gonna pick him for that for that reason. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the exact same thing. Christian Wood, uh, we know he's a six man because it's been said he's gonna be the six man, and his talent level is you know he's solid. Me and Scotty had arguments about him versus John Wall who's going to be I mean what is good six man I think that's an easy one yeah just for the sake of debate uh I'm going to go Malcolm Brogdon in Boston uh yeah he was another that's that's a second yeah yeah I think those are the only two candidates that really candidates that really stand out right now what other awards do we have um most improved here most improved player uh who you got Ant? Uh, I have Talon Horton Tucker on the Jazz. I think he's a player that has, when he's given the opportunity, which is rare, he's shined, but I think he'll have plenty of opportunity being on the Jazz. He's still a young player. Uh, I'm going to pick him for that. I'm going Jalen Brunson. Uh, like, he's going to be a beast. He's got the opportunity to play without Luka now, and he's going to be the main ball handler he's going to have the most chances to prove himself in new york city a lot of eyes going to be on him i think he's going to have a great year so i'm going to go with him so i'm going to go kind of the way ant went i'm going to go with a guy who's going to get a lot of time on a bad team um i'm going to go with joshua primo uh point guard for the spurs haven't heard if he's starting yet or not um i would start him over trey jones but if he gets the starting job in San Antonio, that's going to be my most improved player, just based on volume. What we'll do Come now, then? The um, what was that? Coach of the year. Comeback player. Is that a thing? Comeback player is football. Coach of the year, though. So, uh, Ant, who you got for coach of the year? For coach of the year, I'm actually going to go the Celtics interim coach. Just be well. Yeah, like we all have them as the as a two seed. So, yeah, that's a good one. Uh. 
Yeah, I I'm think... gonna go baby Bickerstaff. I mean, we just—I literally said that the Cavs are gonna make the final, so I better go with them, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Tyrone Lou winning Coach of the Year uh, over there for the Clippers. I think, and it's not even gonna be as coaching as we know a lot with coaches, but I think they're just gonna be turned around compared to last year. He's gonna motivate the team. Having Kawhi and PG back is gonna be huge. So I'm gonna take Tyrone Lou. But what we'll do, um, we're going to do bold predictions for the NBA season. It can be trades. It can be um, a surprising event, you know, anything like that. So if you want to go ahead and give one, Ant, then Glenn, then I'll give one. Um, we'll do three each if you want. Three each. Are we doing, like, snake three or I give my three? You give You give one, then Glenn will give one, then I give one. Okay, okay. Snake, yeah. So what I'm going to say is I think the Nuggets make a big move with their lineup, whether it's move Murray or Barton or Gordon. They're going to move one of those players to get someone else that fits what they do. I'm My first bold prediction, I'm going to say that the New York Knicks have a 10-game win streak at one point this year. And they will not be as bad as everyone says. This is a very good young team. Just watch out for the Knicks. We're we're young, we're talented, and we're coming. Uh, so my first bold prediction is going to be Bradley Beal is going to be a 76er at some point this season. It's been the same thing for the past five my years. Bradley Beal gets traded. So Wait, what was that? My next one was going to be Bradley Beal gets traded, so I'm so pissed, LOL. <laughs> Where do you have him going? I didn't, ha- I didn't have a specific destination in mind, but it was just him getting traded somewhere. My third is going to be that, that Cam Johnson makes the all-star team. My second one is going to be <laughs> that John Wall averages eight assists a game this year, comes back fully healthy and plays 65 games this year. And that, if that's not bold, nothing is ever going to be bold because he's played like, what, 25 games in three years? Um, My last and final bold prediction is something I already touched on. I mean, I said James Harden's going to win the MVP at 28, 10, and 10. But I'm going to say that James Harden actually shoots 42% 42% from three as well, which is something he does not do very well. Like, he'll take, you know, mass threes and just shoot at like 32%, 33%. I'm going with these shoots 42% from three this year. All right. And then my last two, um, my first one is going to be the Toronto Raptors are going to make a move where they're going to put together a few key role players. And they're going to bring in another name, a young name, to pair with Scotty Barnes. Someone like an SGA on that level. Um, And then my second bold prediction, or third one, would be... I'm going to say that the San Antonio Spurs will end the season threatening the all-time loss record for a single season. I think they're going to be really bad uh i don't think they have any direction at all Ant and i were just talking about their five highest paid players and it's (laughs) it's bad so that's my final one um 
But that's the end. That's the NBA season. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to add in, or anything you want to throw out there, NBA related? I'm excited for the uh, NBA Christmas Day schedule. Uh, let me just go over that with you guys real fast, just so here. So the five games we got: Philadelphia 76ers at the New York Knicks. I think that's going to be a great game. Anytime you can see a Christmas game at the Garden with a potential top four team in the East in Philadelphia. That's going to be a great game. You got Lakers at Mavericks and LeBron versus Luka. I mean, that's going to be a great game. You got the Denver Nuggets at the Phoenix Suns. I got, you know, two of the top four teams in my prediction for the for the Western Conference. You got the Memphis Grizzlies at Golden State, Steph Curry versus John ja Morant. That's, by the way, Ant said something about uh, Bain. And like him, I think Desmond Bain is the perfect player for the NBA today. So I actually think he has, he continues on history because it's just a three-point shooting league. And he's, you know, he's great at that. That's literally all you have to do in today's NBA to be a great player. So, I mean, I like him. Uh, and then we also have the Bucks at the Celtics, which is going to be an unreal game. Probably the top two teams in the East going at. I mean, the Christmas Day schedule is absolutely amazing. So great job by the NBA, as always, uh, putting together great games on Christmas Day. I'm excited to see the Christmas Day jerseys. They're always unique, so it's always cool seeing those. Um, any big like uh, anyone that we didn't like talk about that you see having a big breakout year, someone you know unexpected that you guys think is going to get the time that they can have a breakout year without being the most improved player? Um, yeah, there's a lot like. You've talked about uh, Danny Avija for the Wizards. Like, I feel like he's a candidate for that. There's there's a couple guys you can mention on, like, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Magic. Like, like any players on those teams, they're going to get a lot of run, even if they're not the best players. But I feel like any one of those guys you can pick, and all their stats are going to go up from last year. Yeah, uh, for sure. I thought, just a, just a quick throw in, I thought uh, Stephen Adams uh, extending with the Grizzlies was a huge move for the Grizzlies. Like, uh, every yeah. time every time the Grizzlies, like, we would, like, all of us, like, we would be watching games and, like, how the hell are the Grizzlies this good? How are they winning so many games? Well, <laughs> you know, besides it, Moran it, Bain, Stephen Adams was just amazing. He was, like, it, one of those low-key guys. Down. Oh. He gets Tom. all the rebounds and shit. Yeah. And he's a great teammate, honestly. Like, he's one of the best humans Dude, yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. Such, such a good guy. Everyone loves that guy. Yeah. I mean, he's a very likable guy. So, but, um, yeah, any other big NBA stuff you want to talk about? I mean, we could talk about Draymond Green or Ime Udoka. Those have been talked about quite a bit. Any, um, or... What's the son's owner's name? Sarver. Sarver. Yeah, like there's a lot going on in this offseason not related. Um, you've got Mello still looking for a team. Do you guys do you think Mello finds a team here soon? Yeah, I, I think someone eventually will. Like he the what his play style, someone's gonna want him off the bench and he knows he's a bench player by now. Oh, uh, one thing we haven't mentioned, R.I.P. Bill Russell, the greatest champion in the history of the NBA, um, just in on all levels, just uh, NBA definitely. And he was just 
every time you heard him speak, he was fluent and he was just like respectful and just a, a crazy loss for the NBA. You know, like when Kobe died, it was just everybody just like lost their, you know what I mean? Like they lost their minds. It was like the crazy. And when Bill Russell dies, and I'm not trying to compare the deaths, I'm just saying like Bill Russell is right there along the lines of, you know, the, the Kobe thing. And I feel like because it happened in the offseason, it wasn't talked about as much, but just RIP to Bill Russell. All right. Um, so for the top three that I do weekly, uh, that we always do, we're going to do something a little different. Um, we're going to do a snake draft. We are building a current NBA three-on-three team. So you're picking, you know, your best three-on-three basketball team. We'll go in the same order we've been going. So Ant, you take the first pick. Glenn, you take the second. I'll take the third, fourth. Then Glenn, you get the fifth, and we'll go snake. So Ant, you get the first pick in your three-on-three draft. Um, I'm just gonna take Giannis because I feel like he's unstoppable in this setting. So, yeah. I'm gonna go Jokic. I'm gonna go Embiid and then Steph Curry. That's where I was gonna go. Um. Okay, Jokic, and I'm going to go Luka. I need somebody to score the basketball. I'm going to go give me uh, Jok- or Jokic was picked, right? Yes. I'll go James Harden just because I need a guard now. Um, And give me Kawhi, too. I'm going to take a page out of Scotty's book, and I'm going to take Ben Simmons because I need somebody who's not going to want to shoot the ball, but he can dish the ball and he can play great defense. And he can distribute, get to the lane, and dish it out for Jokic for three. I mean, and Luca can, you know, I Luca's gonna want the ball a lot, so I need someone just like just willing to pass it to him. So yeah, we're gonna go with Ben Simmons, a healthy Ben Simmons. I'm gonna take Kevin Durant. I can't believe he was still on the board. So nah, he's gross. So my team would be <laughs> Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid. And what was your team then? I took. Yep. Honest, I took Kawhi. And James Harden. And I took Harden. And I've got Jokic, Luka, and Ben Simmons. All right, perfect. Well, uh, how about a fact of the week? Uh, what do we got for fact of the week? Fact of the week, I got you. If you look at all of the NFL logos, they're either centered or they're left to right facing. But there's one that's right to left facing, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. And the reason why, I just recently learned this, and I've been an Eagles fan my whole life. If you look at the neck of the logo, the neck of the eagle, and you look at the feathers, there's an E shape in it. That That is the letter E. And that's the only reason why it's like that. That's your fact of the week. Hmm. That's That's interesting. Barry. Yeah, um, Glenn, do you have anything that you want to add? Uh, no, I'm good. All right, well, this is your NBA preview episode of the DadBot Sports Pod. We'll be back with our NFL weekly picks again here in a couple of days, so we will see you guys soon. Thank you.